Guess what? We're back. <laughs> we do that Jimmy Fallon soundbite. Hey, we're back. <laughs> That's correct. So after a long, long, long layoff, couple uh, weeks, a couple weeks from our All Star break, correct. We were at our we last time recorded was right before the All Star. I think we had the All Star game. I think. Um, was it? I know we. That was the same day as the Rumble, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think it was that day, or anyway, that around was, that time period. Yeah. We'll say that. So we're just making fun of the jerseys. Yes, so that's the last thing that came that we did. So we're back finally. So apologies for the long, long delay. So not to get extremely personal, but I just wasn't in the best of places. No, <laughs> so, I still understand. So um, everything's a okay now. Everything is what the kids say. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah, but so yeah, everything is good now. So um, scheduling wise. A lot better now. Good. Stress level, lower. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I've I've been where you were before, and even though you haven't made the full transition yet, and don't worry, guys, that's not that type of transition. No, I'm still like, good. Just knowing that the end is, is coming like is a huge way off your shoulders. Yeah, this, w- this week is going to be a new version of Jason. Let's call it Loose Cannon Jason. Yeah, this is called the I Don't Give a F Jason. Network. Yeah, so, yeah, so... Could you do this? I could, but I don't care. I don't want it. It's like, yeah, what do I get out of it? That's right. Nothing? Oh, because I'm What are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah. So this week's <laughs> me. Anyway, so as you can tell, I'll be moving on to a new position, a new company, and that's going to make my life a lot better, yeah. uh, both uh, at work and at home. So pretty much I was just working crazy hours, which so Dude, I, had were, no en- I had no energy to kind of put things together, and I'm not saying we have a stellar operation here but you know we have a solid two-star operation yeah <laughs> like we have enough to get by <laughs> story that's story of my life really but anyway <laughs> anyway so we're not going to go over every game because we'd be here There's for three hours it'd be three hours let's just we're going to talk in general storylines yeah. right now so uh as we left you the blues were kind of starting to put together a streak and then it was a hell of a streak yeah and it's kind of come crashing, crashing down. back down uh, due to a couple of things that we'll talk about, yep. but uh, the Blues ran through the gamut here. I'll just run through a couple of the games since the last time we've uh, talked. Blues face the Predators, come out of the break and win in a shootout. Uh, go in the next night to beat Carolina in a shootout. We were actually on the road for that one. Yep, and that was a uh, that was fun listening to. That Nashville game was that was an important game. Yep, and Nashville game. So we gained a They gave up the goal at the last minute or two, but yeah. you know, still not bad. They get at least a gain a point on them. They go to Washington and have a big win, even though Huge. giving up a couple of Vetchkin goals, but still do well. Uh, the game that impressed me in the whole streak is the next game is when they played the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I agree. And completely outplayed. And that was the game where I thought the streak was coming crashing down because they played awful. I was at work the whole time, so I didn't even get. A, I literally came home and saw the Tarasenko goal and then the Schwartz overtime goal. I would say that Tampa took it to St. Louis for a solid fifty minutes. Yeah, and that was and. Abacus had a little uh, 
thing with Stamkos there that yep. kind of came together, and that was what a lot of people said the turning point was where the Blues kind of like it's clicked together and the Blues start playing better. And yeah, Brian Elliott played out of his mind. Yep. So that kind out of, of his mind. And I will, I'll, you know, I even said like like we've questioned him on here, and we've got kind sure. of some flack for that, but. He's come on in this streak, especially, and even in today's game, we're recording as the Blues just finished up against Chicago. I thought he played pretty. Well. He's been playing very well. He played okay. Yeah. So I mean, to the point where I'm not. I, I'm not. It's not one of those things where it's like yeah. we're looking at like losses and stuff. I don't like, have my concerns with him as much as I did at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, and that Tampa game was huge. I, if it's not for Brian Elliott, that game is easily three or four to nothing earlier in the game. Yeah, and the Blues had no chance to get back on that. So they go on to face the uh, Sabres. You know, on Thursday the Buffalo night, Sabres. and they uh, sh- and Jake Allen the net for that one. Yep, with another sh- with a shutout. He saw, it looks like he's finally hit that corner and kind of hit his stride again, which is fantastic. And then the uh, uh, you know, what do I say, tire fire of game Correct. against Columbus. This is a game that uh, I was out celebrating and with my family and stuff, and just kept getting updates on my phone and every time. I'm like, oh, come on, Blues! Oh, that's that's not good. Four nothing. It five was nothing. an ugly game. I Four mean, one, there five was, one. There was nothing. And that was another back-to-back game where the Blues were fin- – they were getting close to finishing up a streak of nine games at 15 nights. Where yeah, that's a lot. So at the end of the day, uh, not bad streak. They wind up – if you include the two losses now, they're 12-2-1. I mean – I will take that. Yeah, right now a little bit of downswing. Maybe things are catching up to them. You know, say what you want. But uh, overall, you got to be happy with that. The only negative thing I have, and it's it's what I said like five minutes ago when this game just ended, was I'm so tired of the Blues losing on national TV. Yeah, that thing it, kills it me just, too. God, man, it seems like every time the Blues get on national TV, and I don't mean Fox Sports Network, I mean NBC proper, they just can't get it done. And it always seems like it's against Chicago or L.A., Every time. And, you know, we as Blues fans know what this team is and what this team can do. But you you can't get mad at the national outlook on this team when every time the general hockey public has a chance to see this team, we're laying an egg against a division rival or against the Kings. Perception is reality. And right now the perception is that the Blues are a good team, but they're not an elite team. Because they can't beat Chicago, they can't beat LA, they can't beat those upper echelon Western Conference teams. Until we do it, and until we do it on a regular basis, those those claims are valid, and it just bums me out because yeah. I know it's not the truth. Yeah, we've watched it. I mean, and we, you know, I'm I consider almost extra critical sometimes. Sure, where you're just like. Cautiously, like I don't, the the theme of the season is called cautiously optimistic. Absolutely, just because you just want to make sure you're not too high or too low. Like during the streak, a lot of people know I'm a big Blues fan, so they constantly saying like, "Oh, the Blues are playing really well." I'm like, "Yep, they are." Like, let's wait till see. Yeah, uh, you Talk know, to me in May. Yeah, May. If I'm, they're still playing like around Mother's Day. Like, be happy camper. Yeah, you know, if they're still playing around Memorial Day, extremely happy camper. Totally. So. Uh, just wait and see. So a couple of storylines coming out of um, since we've been gone, basically. Yeah. Uh, a lot of subtractions on the team. Uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, first the big one. Uh, future Hall of Famer goalie Martin Broder retires. Uh, well, I guess as a St. Not as a St. Louis, but it's retired from the NHL, let's say. Correct. So he takes a management as a special assistant to the general manager. 
which I always cool. thought, which is all I always thought I wanted to be my job. That's what I always wanted to be assistant to the general manager. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I I think that is a very glorified way of saying we want you to be the guy inside the locker, goalie room. consultant, and yeah. you know, kind of you watched. He apparently scouted a couple games this week, from yeah. what I heard. Like we went back. I guess he has a home in New Jersey, obviously, yeah. so he scouted some games out there. So uh, for a Blues upcoming trip, I think. Uh, you know, if it's against some of the Eastern Conference yeah. uh, opponents. So um, that happened. So, you know, and I was happy. Weird. I was happy that, he, you know. It'll last the, the season. Yeah. He's we hit. all know next year he's going to go back and probably have the same job in New Jersey. Or maybe higher. Who knows? Yeah. You know, because they. But uh, it's great. It, it's great to have him on board for this year. It's going to do nothing but help. It's going to help Brian Elliott. It's really going to help Jake out. Yeah, at the end of the day. So, I mean, you have in your front office now, you're looking at uh, Al McInnes. Yep. Brett Hall. Yep. And Martin Broder. So you're looking at a, a Hall of Fame defenseman, a Hall of Fame forward, and a Hall of Fame goalie yeah. in your front office. I mean, that's nothing to write home about. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome at the end of the day if you kind of step back and think oh, sure. about it. And don't forget you have Bernie Federko in the family, too, who's another Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, and plenty of, uh, you know, knowledge to go around. Yeah. So, um, there's also a trade that came out of the All-Star break. The yep. Blues uh, traded Maxime Lapierre, so I don't have to screw that name up anymore. Correct. So I got to screw up uh, Marcel Gotch. 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 See, already one, one down. There we go. There you so, go. Just so, swapping them out. Um, so, it really messed me up because I didn't see his first few games because, you know, we were in, in uh, Des Moines, the first Des Moines. one. So I came home and I was watching the game and I was like, why Why is David Perron back on the Yeah, so number 57 yeah. comes back. So everybody's... Our buddy Jack has a bronze jersey. He's like, ah, I gotta put the name plate out. I'm That's like, right. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a flip. It seems like it, it, he goes to Pittsburgh. So come, comes from Pittsburgh. So the Blues uh, give Lapierre up to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looking to get a little tougher back on the their fourth line. Uh, the Blues uh, get Marcel Gotch is like a, you know, if you look at the Corsi and all sure. of fan, the fancy stats. Uh, people, you look at they're two different spectrums. Like Lapierre, not good. Right. Gotch, really good for possession and stuff like that sure. and faceoffs. Um, I almost consider this like kind of a wash to a degree. Like you I get, agree. you get a uh, fourth line player in each, uh, both about the same skill level, like scoring goals. Um, the you're sacrificing toughness for defensive uh, prowess of Gotch, which I think fits more what Hitchcock wants. I agree. Uh, you know, this team needs to be. A little more defensive. We've our our top six are fantastic offensive talents. Mm-hmm. Um, we could stand to have a, a few defensive minded forwards. Yeah, so it's nice to have him there. So uh, a couple other things. So a, a couple of injuries happen. More than mm-hmm. a couple actually. Just kind of seem to happen in a huge wave all of a sudden, which yep. uh, sucks. So all star defenseman Kevin Shankirk goes down in the Washington game with uh, male pattern baldness. I mean, ugh, what? No, he uh. Well, we were driving, actually, through a ton of snow at the time. Correct. That way, in Des Moines, it was snowing about six, seven inches. Oh. As we got closer to St. Louis, there was nothing on the ground. Uh-huh. So it was an interesting uh, drive back. I don't remember any of that game, by the way. Oh, God, no. I think we were all, like, talking. I was in the the third row of Chris's car, so I was, like, kind of in my own little area. And I had the speaker right next to my ear, so I was able to kind of catch most of the game. I, uh, it was all white noise to me. Yeah, because you were just focusing. Just stay yeah. on the road, stay on the road, stay yeah, on the road, stay a, on the road. Yeah. Iowa, yeah, Eric goes about MoDOT. Nope. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about yeah, Iowa dot. Not, not good. good. It was an it was an interesting drive. We did very well because obviously we're here. So Correct. we didn't die. So um, he got it first uh, came through as my reading Twitter on the way. Right. You know, and saying that it was 
got hit in the head. Yeah, and that's what I had thought too was that it was a head injury and, and then all it of a sudden abdominal surgery. Yeah, so um nothing really came out of it. They say it's abdominal surgery, I'll have it in I think he had it this uh or like late this week from it seems like because he said he traveled and he was there, so he must have had it this weekend as much. So guess. you gotta think that it was a spear or something. Or a strain or something like yeah. that, or hopefully he didn't tear anything or who knows, but they said it's week to week. Um the Pang came. Nobody's already come out and said a timetable outside of week to week. Right. But listening to, I believe, let's see, what game did I actually get to listen to? Uh, the last Blues win. So that would have been Buffalo. The Buffalo win. Or it might have been the um, the end of the Tampa Bay game that they kind of were talking. Pang was kind of talking about it. And he said, he look at, you know, Shattenkirk will be looking to be ready to go by mid to end of March. Wow. So it looks like it's going to be, you know, from anything Rutherford kind of pointed out that it's a very serious injury that you really can't rush. And when he comes back, he's probably going to not be comfortable. And so who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully, what if it was get, a sports hernia? Yeah, so I wonder what it is. So hopefully we get him back before, let's say, the last week of March is kind of like my target. Come back for, we have like, I think, three or four games in April. Yep. Let me look that up briefly. Yeah, they actually have a lot of games in April. Last week, they have three home games. So maybe get them back for the Winnipeg, Chicago, and Minnesota game. Then you can at least get started that week. You play Chicago twice that week. That could so be big. That could be a big week that you might need him back for. A lot of road games in March. So they have one week at home, uh, like the second week. Well, and they're then, always on the road in March because of uh, the NCAA tournaments. Yeah, so they have they have a six-game road uh I guess road str- home stand. Let me guess the week of the twentieth. Pretty much, close yeah. the four fifteenth. Arch Madness kids. They had to play to go to Dallas, then they do their Western Canada tour back through Minnesota, through Detroit, and to Pittsburgh, and then home. Yep. So interesting times. So let's go to a couple more injuries that happened. I believe it happened the Buffalo game, or was it the Buffalo game? No, it was the Tampa game as well. Latera. That was Latera yeah. who got elbowed in the head on a hit. Concussion like symptoms. So he is still having symptoms and did not travel on the road trip that was uh, last week on the fifth and sixth. He did not yeah. travel to that. Um, and Berglund had a shoulder injury where he was wearing apparently like a harness and stuff. So I expect him to not be a hundred percent for a while. He looked okay. Today, yeah, he had a couple of shots on goals. I mean, he looked like Berglund, so I mean, I had yeah. no problem with. It. He had to play. You his can game. tell that his um, puck possession isn't quite up to where it was. He's not quite as strong on the puck right now, and some of that could be the just movement the, on your arm. Yeah, the movement yeah. on the arm. But he looks, you know, he's skating fine. And he, he had a couple of good shots. Yeah, so a couple of storylines there. The thoughts about the Blues had the dad's trip, which the you know dad's came awesome. along when when they had their. Uh, Trip to Washington and stuff like that. So that was. I was unaware see. that um, TJ Oshie's dad has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Yeah, so that's been kind of a remember it kind of came out at the beginning of the year, I believe. Yeah. I thought I remember seeing it where I saw the story. If it did on Fox Sports Midwest or if it was like a, I don't think it was ESPN because they don't do anything. But we will talk about that for half a second because ESPN is getting back into the game of hockey. Good. The uh, ESPN secured the rights to broadcast the World Cup of Hockey when it comes back. That's solid. So then who knows? It could be a start of them, you know, putting the their you know toe back in the water of their of the uh, broadcasting hockey. So when the contract comes back up, who knows if that's something they could look into back into getting? God, what would what would 
that'd be C do if they lost it. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh They launched shows. a whole network. A lot of hunting shows. A lot. It's going to go back to the outdoor network. Yeah, and they have a lot of... They, have, they play, like, do the English Premier League and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I know that's big. Like, soccer's not my thing, but I know that's big. So um, that's kind of like a general... For people who, don't, who like sports without hands. Correct. So the and so kind of a wrap-up of kind of where we left off at. And uh, yeah, I think that was pretty uh, a good streak. This is actually nice to see the Blues going on a little streak there. They did that, day, man. It, it put them right back into... Uh, a hunt not only for number one in the division, but top of the Western Conference. They're, yeah. I think as of now, depending on what happens tonight, they're two points back. Um, Nashville plays tonight, so they could be four points back. Yeah. Um, but even with even with giving Chicago those two, I believe they're still like four, four points clear of Chicago. Um, and then below Chicago is Winnipeg. So... Um, you know, it, it's it's a bummer that you've lost these last two games, especially you look at the, the, the Columbus game, hurts, game you know. that they should have won that game, but they, they looked like a team that had played a ton of games. And then, uh, obviously you never, ever want to lose a game in the division, let alone to Chicago at home. Um, but even that being said, like you said, we're what, 12-2-1 in our last 15 yeah, that's that's pretty great. Yeah, so in the last ten, they're seven two and one. So, I mean, you've you've gained on Nashville where you're about eight points down right. for a while there. Now you're within two. They have two a game in hand. Four possibility. Of and then you're up on Chicago by four. And then also you put distance between yourself and the uh, wild card spot, which is Winnipeg at sixty two. So you're ten points up on them, and they also have an extra game in hand. Like the the Winnipeg at fifty four, Blues are fifty three games. We could be looking at a blue Chicago series. So it could be. Depending on what Nashville does, I kind of you kind of hope that. I always thought Nashville eventually like is going to break down, and so far like the yeah, where Renee, they, I thought they would kind of fall apart. And they they survived the period without Pekka Renee. They were slightly above five hundred. I think they were like you know like three, two, and one or something like that. Yeah. So, man, they were almost five hundred. Which I when you somebody big goes down, like for example, when you have Shattenkirk down, the Blues can tread water at least you know maybe maybe gain a little bit. You yep. got to be happy when you're, especially this down. You're losing your second, you know, you see second slash maybe a third line, whatever you want to consider it, sure. center, and then you're you're arguably your top defenseman. You yeah. know, you're going to be in some uh, pain. You know, when you have you know Butler stepping in, and you know nothing against Butler, but he's no what Shattenkirk was. I agree. So uh, I'll pose this question into you uh, before we get into that. We'll do, we'll bring back some segments and stuff next time. We're kind of a general kind of want to get something back Catch out there. Up. This yeah, one. so I'll pose a question to you since I kind of know it's inching towards that time. Do the Blues need to make the a trade at the trade deadline? Let's say where we're at right now. No more injuries. Let's say let's say you get Laterra back, but Shattenkirk will be back. Before so everybody comes back. Everybody will be back. Do they need to make a trade? No, I don't think they need to make a trade. Um, but depending on, on who's going to be out there, mm-hmm. I, I think if the price is right and you can bring in another solid goal scorer, um, that you entertain it. But, you know, the Blues don't have much in reserves to give away anymore. So they odds are... Don't, if, no first-round pick this yeah, year. Yeah, if you make a trade, you're likely giving up either somebody on the current roster or a top prospect. So you have to think if we... 
let's just for argument's sake, because they're a team that's awful this year, and I know that he's got a no-trade cause, but let's just say for all practical purposes, Jason Spezza pops up as someone who Dallas wants to move in the deadline, mm. just for whatever reason. Mm. you got to think that in order to get someone like that, you're going to have to give up someone like Ty Ratty or Dimitri Askin or someone like that. And I don't know if the risk-reward is good enough to make that trade. This team is good. This team is very good. Um, I think that if the right type of player would, would become available at the deadline, and if the price is right, they'd be dumb not to make the trade. But I don't think that this is a situation like last year where you look at this team and go, Everything is in place except goaltending. We need to get goaltending. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's never a quick yes or no answer. But if, if I have to say yes or no, I'd, I'd go no. So I'll just throw – I'm just going to kind of think of some players, you know, as I kind of click through some stuff here. Players that you say yay or nay. Let's see, I'm not saying cost. I'm just saying if you yeah, like them on Would you be interested? Okay. Yeah. So I guess the big one that I kind of liked, but Dimitri Askin has stepped up quite a bit and kind of solidified that third line right winger thing. But before that, I kind of was that was my main concern was having that extra depth right there. What would you think about adding as a third line third line? There we go, right winger, uh, Yarmir Yager. Because uh, New Jersey is going to be in cell mode more than likely. And he'd be a rental, right? This he'd be a rental, year. and he's making yeah. a. I think he's making around four. Unfortunately, I can't do a cap geek, but I'm for remember he's on four million dollars. So you know, I haven't kept up with him this year. I am. I'm totally. I believe he's. Lead, he's I believe he's lead them in points. I can't tell you how many. Okay. I can actually because I do. I know that last year he was incredible. Um. Sure. You know, depending on the cost, you yeah. think the cost will probably be like a draft pick of some sort and then like a prospect. So yeah, I mean, you have likely, to think you're giving up. You, you, what you really have to consider is again, you have to think you're giving. You're going to have to give up probably Ty Ratty because mm-hmm. I don't think the Blues are going to give up on Yaskin. And also, by the way, speaking of Ty Ratty, I think that this period with all the injuries, this is Ty Ratty's make or break moment with the Blues. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I, I was ready to bring that up, actually. He has to show something during this stretch, because if he doesn't, I think that he becomes movable. Yeah, I think I think he's had a game where he's looked really good. I think he's slowly getting more comfortable. He looked great in the Buffalo game. And and I, again, it's Buffalo. But at the same time, he looked good, though. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how he uh, turns out. So. Yeah, I mean... Is he okay? Is he going to be like a solid NHL, or you think a third liner, or is he going to be like a? Uh, oh, I had the guy's name in my head. I just uh, TJ Hensick. Where in the AHL you can, you're an All Star every year and you're scoring thirty plus goals, but you yeah. get up here and you're just like a ghost where you're yeah. just invisible all the, all game. I don't know, man. I don't know. I He's mean, still young, so that's why I really don't yeah. want to put that label on him. So it needs more than just like five games to kind of say if you're a bust or not. So, I agree. So, back to the original question. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind having Yager. Yeah, so that's somebody that I thought was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, do you think the any kind of decent defensive depth would be needed for the Blues? For example, let's say they had uh, somebody who I always liked uh, on Toronto is Cody Franzen. I like some as somebody who will be a number. I'm talking five, six guy. I'm not talking it'll be taking Shattenkirk's So spot. you're looking at someone who's probably going to take Cole's minutes. Yeah, because like we once again we've pointed out many a times, not a fan. 
Right. Um. Yeah, I would do that. I well, would do that. Or a couple, let's say anybody off of like Edmonton, for example. Let's say oh. you're gonna talk to you're gonna get somebody. Um, trying to throw me. I see Jordan Eberle or something like that. Well, there was talk months ago that there was a trade evident for Jordan Eberle between the Blues and the Oilers, and that yeah. never came to pass. Yeah. Um. It is hard for me to justify any trade that brings someone from the Oilers into the Blues. You know, I, I get that they're all talented, but there's a lot of individual talent on that team. And how that team has not been able to find a way to get it together concerns me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that that might be an entire team of tie ratties. Yeah, because they're at the point where they're losing. They lost almost 14 in a row or pretty close to it. Yeah. And then they, uh, man, they just... Looked, I mean, to the point where the even coach was saying, uh, you know, go out there and you know showcase yourself to get traded, so yeah. the team would want you. That's the same. That's the same mantra in Buffalo right now too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Buffalo's what the guy in Buffalo said. That's like yeah. that's how bad it is. I mean, just like it's so bad. I, you know, I like Jordan Everly. I just, man, I don't know. I, I aside from Taylor Hall and the Nuge. I never been said. I've been. I'm not a massive Eberly type of guy. So yeah, I mean, aside from from those two guys in Edmonton, there's nobody. And he's getting a ton of yeah, a, a ton of Dude, they a ton of money. So much money out. Uh, aside from the top two guys in Edmonton, there's really nobody on that roster that I think I'd pull the trigger for. So yeah. I, I'm gonna pass. Yeah. So nobody really there. Um, just trying to any team as a sell. It's like on Toronto, they have a couple of guys like Franson, Santarelli. Uh, Daniel Winnick, nothing mm-hmm. really jumps out. I mean, I think our bottom you six know what forwards the big one is? are okay. Mm. Speaking of people who could be third liners, mm. do you bring Chris Stewart back no, if he's available? No, 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 no. As a rental? No, no. He didn't work once. I'm just. I I agree. I I agree with you. I I however know that you and I are the vast minority when it comes to. Blues fans. It's I'm on, it's on the, almost the same thing as I try to bring back. It's going to set you off, but bring back Vladimir Saboka. Oh, I agree. It's like I I think it's just like that ship sailed. Like both players. I mean, Saboka was fine here, but I think just what the happened. The way it ended, you don't come back from that. Like yeah, I think it was just one of those where it's like, ooh, that's. Uh, I got messy. Yeah, and then Stewart. I first said the purposes never really kind of fit. Had his moments, but I think overall Stewart fit. Stewart's his own worst enemy. It is when, it, when Stewart wants to play, he's as good as anybody on the roster. The problem is he's effing lazy, mm-hmm. and that's the god honest truth. You know, when he wants to skate, he's amazing, but he would go through weeks at a time where it looked like he was just mailing it in. Yeah, and then yeah, all of a sudden he would score. And then people say about Berglund and stuff, but you can say Augury Berglund will play defense at least. Yes. So or back check and stuff. So, often the purposes he at least does something. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really not a lot out there right now that and, I would want to put on this team. And goaltender-wise, there really isn't much out there for uh, rentals, per se. And I'm really fine with, honestly, like as much as like we talked about where we kind of throw our Elliot under the bus on some parts. You've got to ride with him now. You I think you have to. I think you can throw that confidence at him, and then maybe he'll be like, have the chip on his shoulder. And yep. The only guy that I would have said you ride in the playoffs besides him would have been Brodeur. 
but he's retired now. Yeah. If you bring in another goalie. It's going to mess with both their heads. So. Yeah, dude. I mean, you saw Jake Allen get shook when there was a three-man rotation. Yeah. Um, and Elliot was hurt. Um, if they would bring another one in, and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who would even be available to bring in. Um, uh, and I only think jumps out at me is one of both the Carolina goalies. I think might be Cam Ward is so over the hill. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of that would be available that they're trying to dump, and he has like a five million dollar contract yeah. for like two more years. There's really there's nobody like a Ryan Miller this year who you know can become available. Yeah. So you know this is the year Blues fans have been wanting it. I was always a Halak guy. I I know that people didn't like him. I know that he was weird, but goalies are weird. Mm-hmm. I was always much more of a team Halak guy than a team Elliott guy. But at this point, the guy has, has shown this year that he can get it done. He still is prone to giving up really bad goals. But the guy can get it done. This is his time. He's got to roll. Yeah, I think it's like finally like third times, you know, charm yeah. pretty much like he was in there for a couple of the one year, like we couldn't score a goal to save our life, and he played well enough. Yeah. The next year, like, I think he has moments of playing really well, but then those two weak goals, like, against L.A., like, Killers. the stick out, you know, like the one with less than a second left yeah. on the blue line on Penner. Yeah. For people to say, maybe it was the fun, but That's the one for me. That's that the one I, I just. I'll, it's always in my mind. And that was the one where I was just like, what? You know, he was frustrated. And, yeah. Because the Blues had that series, man. Yeah. I'm like. And then last time, Miller, you know, the Taves goal in game three, you know, where he just, that little one he just threw between his legs and it was yeah. one nothing lost. The Blues didn't get a goal. Yeah. This year, I just think the Blues are more dangerous. Like, I agree. let's talk well, about today's game, for example, where, um, gosh, how many breakouts did we see the Blues have, especially Terry Sinko's goal, which was fantastic amazing. on Crawford. And then you had... Just how many times were they taking a long pass? And, like, Steen had a couple. Ochi had a couple. That was the thing that stuck out during the last playoffs to me more than anything else Mm -hmm. was how good Chicago was at that stretch pass out of their zone and springing a break, Mm -hmm. being a full-on breakaway or an on-man rush. And they still did it today because at one point I remember seeing the stat that on-man rushes were, like, three or four to nothing in favor of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you saw the Blues able to do the same thing to them. And they haven't been able to do that in years past. Um, so the Blues addressed what they needed to address in the offseason, which was firepower. Mm-hmm. So Playmaking ability and scoring. Which they had Latera and, and Stastny yep. and give, you know, Schwartz and Tarasenko more of a responsibility. The only thing I would like to see, and it happened twice today, is, and it's one of those things because you always teach team play, but there were a couple of times, the two-on-one with Schwartz in particular, Tarasenko, shoot the puck, man. Yeah. Shoot it. There's nobody on that team with a better shot than him. Yeah. And I, I get what he's trying to do is bring Crawford over get the pass across, and Schwartz has an empty net. But, dude, you are 10 feet out from Corey Crawford. Shoot that puck. Yeah. So I, I remember that was yelling, like, shoot, shoot, shoot. And he was all lower the ice, too, man. And he was the, everywhere. The only thing I did, the only thing, like, and they pointed it out, which, of course, you know, Eddie Olchek pointed it out, that uh, the last, like, minute 45 of the second period where, like, Tarasenko was out there, and he went to the bench for a change, and then he was literally right there. And then for some weird reason – 
decided to. I mean, the puck was down in, in the Chicago end, and he decided to, you know, like say, "Oh, okay, I'll go." And then he went after the puck when he should have made the change, and then he was, oh no, went in our end and St. Yeah. Louis end, and then he like said, "Oh," and then he jumped on it and skated down there and like was gassed for the last like forty five seconds of the second, and Chicago was threatening and nothing happened, but still, it's like stuff like that where. That's just that's just being a young player still. Yeah, he's twenty three. So, but at the end of the day, it's like you still need a guy out there that, that has that kind of skill. So. I agree. Yeah, that's that would be the one thing with Tarasenko is, dude. It's there's times where you need to be selfish, mm. and when you're playing a team like Chicago, the old Wayne Gretzky saying, "Man, you're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm. Rip it." Yeah, because you figure even with that. If he doesn't shoot glove side on Crawford, it there's going to be a rebound. Yeah, and 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 Schwartz is right there. Mm-hmm. So, hi, buddy. So, so anyway, that's what we so, got. Yeah, so let's go. We'll just do a couple of NHL, I guess, headlines per sure. se that are currently <laughs> as of right now. Uh, big injury out east was uh, New York Rangers goalie Henrik Lundqvist is out with a vascular injury. Yes. I, I think it was that. I don't know if it was that puck to the neck he took or whatever the hell it was. Like, he's out for at least at least three weeks. That sounds thing. painful. The crazy story, which we'll go over, that kind of sort of affects the Blues, is what's going on in Winnipeg with Evander Kane. And my boy. Shows, Dustin, sh- Dustin Bufflin. Shows up to a team meeting in, I guess, a sweatsuit. Like and, a tracksuit. Yeah, a tracksuit instead of like an actual like, suit, suit, I guess, or whatever. So as they go out and, I guess, practice afterwards, Bufflin leaves ice early, goes in there, and throws Evander Kane's sweatsuit in the hot tub. So Evander Kane has nothing to change into. Then, after that was kind of leaked out, uh, the next day, uh, not even a game day, it was a game day, all of a sudden, Evander Kane is sitting out because he has a quote-unquote injury. Then, later on the day, or the next day, is announced he's having shoulder surgery, and he's out four to six months. Weird. There is a lot of dysfunction there, and, and I, I think it's—I I mean, I'm, I don't want to point it on one person, but I think it's mostly Evander Kane. A hundred percent. Yeah, like I would say ninety. Are we? How many years away are we removed from him on the balcony in Vegas holding up bricks of dollars? Is that against? Do you remember that picture? There was a picture. Oh yeah, the brick. For, it was during the—it was during the strike when the, it was literally the day yeah. when. I think it was the day that the uh, Players Association sent the NHL like their proposal, saying like you know we want to make this much money, and then because of, like some players don't make this much money, and there's Vander Kane using a brick of a uh, money as a cell phone. Yeah, on a on, on a Twitter in Vegas. Yeah, so not looking good, <laughs> and that was up for a while actually. And yeah. then he finally took it down. He's look, he's a kid who has immense natural talent. But he is a head case. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch like early in the week, and when he was going to his hometown in Vancouver, then the next day he said he violated the team dress code by wearing a track suit rather than a dress suit to the rink for the team's morning skate. Then apparently Bufflin threw his clothes in the shower, presumably it's a shower. I thought it was here at hot tub to teach him a lesson about breach of protocol. Then Kane was upset about Bufflin's actions and then decided to say, "I'm out of here. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home." Pretty much. Then he missed the team bus in the pregame meeting. Jets told him not to bother showing up for the game. And then after he said he was playing through an injury, they said, you know what, Dodgers get that injury fixed and you're out for the rest of the game. Apparently, uh, some, a lot of teams are still interested in trading for him as like oh, a, yeah, a long-term asset. Well, before all this kind of happened, it kind of came out that Winnipeg was at the point of like 
frustration with him because he's just like not playing well or just being a basically a pain, pain in the and you know what? And he's then, a douche. Yeah, and then he so he he won a lot in return, like picks and you know high prospects. Sure. And Winnipeg was at the point of taking just a roster player. I mean, not like let's say for example the Blues took Chris Porter for Vander Kane. Right. Like somebody like you'll say like a Patrick Bergeland or something like that. You know, or Latera. No. I say if he's that much a head case on a team that's not doing that well, it, and it, now this is, I just think he'll just won't fit in just like the other guys have come through here. Just like, you know, Chris Stewart and anybody else that's come through here. It just seems like they don't fit the system or whatever. It just seems not to really work. I hope that this is not like a Roberto situation where we're like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. And then he gets a natural. He's like, nope, I'm good. I just want to change. Yeah. So who knows? I know. I remember he during the uh, was the draft. Yeah, it was at the draft this year, where somebody said, "I really wish that Philadelphia would trade for Vander Kane," and then he favorited that that tweet. Yeah, I remember that. So I mean, stuff like that. I mean, this has been a long time coming. I think. I think at the end of the day, they, I think Winnipeg should have cut ties. Then I think that should have been the point. Of like at the draft, I think at the draft this year, he's definitely a hundred percent gone. Yeah, he'll. He'll get something. I'm sure they'll try to angle for maybe a first round pick well, from here's somebody. What's crazy is that Winnipeg's still technically in the, in the hunt for a playoffs, man. Not Take. just a wild card spot, but like a full on top three spot in the Central. Yeah, I mean it's, they're within striking distance. I mean they're like four points away from Chicago. Yep. I mean so if one little streak each way, and it's all of a sudden they're right there. So I never know what could happen without know. a better king. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Who knows if they can use him as a bargaining chip, even to injured. You know, some of the teams, I would say like Florida, for example, you know, has a couple of guys that they could use. I mean, just to have a roster player take a spot, you can throw that way, and then he'll be there next year, and they can have some firepower down in Florida. If I was Winnipeg, I would trade him to Florida for Randy Muller. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would trade a player for Randy Muller. If anybody doesn't Chris know who too. Randy Muller is, you need to go on YouTube yeah. And just type in Randy Moeller, Florida Panthers, and enjoy. He is their radio, radio, radio guy. radio guy. And he has a habit of using uh, quotes from movies when he calls a goal. Yeah, movies and TV shows. And if you listen to, there's like five, five four volumes, five. four or five volumes of it. And they're like three minutes long. But there's a lot of, um, you'll hear Bo, like Bo Meester scoring and stuff. So they're yeah. older, but I mean. Craig uh, Conroy. Craig Conroy, I think, was on one of them. Uh, just David Booth when yeah. he was there. So there's a lot of, like, we remember we were coming home once from uh, hockey, I think, one time, and we listened to those the whole drive back to my house. And, they're so good. And they're just fantastic because they're uh, hilarious. So, you know, I guess the trade deadline's around the corner. You know, a lot of different injuries happening. Uh, the Kings. Yikes. Man, Jonathan Quick, I saw on the, I think it was the in-between period thing on NBC. <laughs> It's like two eight and three with like a point eight seven nine save percentage in uh, January. That is uh, something. That's bad. That's uh, not good, as the kids say. Correct. That so. is uh, that is almost Patrick Wilding bad. <laughs> and that is Hall of Shame worthy right there. <laughs> but of which we will work on bringing that back. We had some guys in mind, but like you said, we just kind of get we back to the table discussion for a few weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll get in there. Plus, I wanted, I always had this like karma thing where I was like keeping it positive for a while. Let's keep it positive for a little bit. I'm in a good mood too. I don't want to bring anybody down if I'm in a good mood. Randall's in a good mood. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's in a good mood. So, dog's in a good mood apparently for some weird reason. <laughs> so I'm in a good mood. So, like I said, we will now that everything is kind of settled, we'll be back into place. 
I think everything will be good for the next uh, for the end until the end of the season. So another thing is which uh, my friend Mike brought up to me last night, and which I think we'll plan on doing if it works out. Not to jump ahead, but if the Blues or I say win the Blues make the playoffs in playoff time um, on a Saturday, if it's on a weekend per se, which hopefully it is. Um, we're probably gonna have, might have the first ever Blues Hockey Podcast uh, tailgate. Nice. So throwing it out there. So we'll see how things go. Obviously, and uh, yeah. Jason will buy the first two people uh, glass t- tickets on the glass for the game. Uh, and uh, and uh, let me check out the finance team on that one. No, no it's not in the no, finance team. Not, not in the budget. All right, maybe next season. Believe it or not, still in the red. <laughs> so, so definitely in the in the red still. So. Speaking of, if anybody wants to sponsor this show, please contact the show at Blues Hockey Podcast. Yeah, we're cheap. Yeah, really cheap, actually. So, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so everything's good. Happy Blues are outside the last two games. Looking good. Looking no, I good. mean, look, any 15-game stretch, if you say that you're going to have 12 wins in a 15-game stretch, that's a big thumbs up. Yeah, it doesn't matter how they came in many different forms, which is the other thing I like, um, which I think I maybe point out in – prior podcast that going into the third period now, unless it is like the Columbus game, um, I really, in the past, I was very negative. It was like, oh man, yeah. this isn't going to be bad. Like, honestly, I didn't like, we got this. And yeah. almost every time, like even the, the Tampa Bay game, like it's only one, nothing. Just get that goal. Maybe you can, maybe you can just get like a weird kind of deflection goal. You get that weird bounce goal. I agree. And they got the goal off the face off by an awesome shot by Tarasenko. And then James Schwartz with, I think another another top ten. I think top ten goal of the year. Yeah. I mean, basically beating two almost three guys and knocking in past Ben Bishop, who's been pretty Large. lights out for Tampa Bay this year once again. So, I think that's about it for this week. You know, kind of a short one, but like I said, we're just you know stretching it out pretty much, getting back into the swing of things. Craig is machine back up. Yeah, so we're getting the things back together. So, if you would like to get a hold of us, if you want to get a hold of us on the Twitters, it is at Blues Hockey NHL. If you want to get a hold of myself on my personal Twitter, at JPM Bluesfan21. I am at Hossapalooza. And also, if you would like to check out our really good, awesome, uh, what do we call her now? I always call her a show model. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Melissa Nicole, and it's at STL Melissa Nicole. She's put up some very nice. Indeed. Pictures. He sent me the one last night, and he was oh, like, "Man, hey, did you see this?" I was like, "No, nope, I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna need this some alone time. Don't come in here. I'm happy presence." <laughs> so yeah, so get a hold of her, and also she has an Instagram. It's the same thing. STL Melissa Nicole. Yep. One S. One S. One L. And then also, I believe, uh, same thing on Facebook. It's just Melissa Correct. Nicole. So look that up. Follow. Like. Do all that good stuff for her and show support to her because yep. she always does a very nice job of helping us out. Uh, a little bit of communication last week. And she's like, I can't wait to see this new podcast today. I'm like, I am not doing a podcast for a while. I don't know who you were talking about. I was like, sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so, but she's, uh, yeah, so I'm a, there's some rumors swirling about her. So we might be doing something with her sooner than later. That'd be great. So we'll see how that goes once now we're back. Couple things about uh, upcoming stuff. Now that I actually have time, I can actually contribute stuff to the show outside of just talking. Well, number one, uh, we will be. I will have uh, Brad Lee on 
I was, unfortunately, things just didn't work out the day. I had to go to urgent care that day because I couldn't walk. And uh, so I was trying to interview him. So just this past, I believe, last two weekends ago, the uh, St. Louis Game Time, which is sold outside the arena, went to 20 years. It's been doing That's that. That's nuts. That is crazy. And it's uh, something that I highly suggest anyone who goes to Blues Games do. And also remember to tip your vendors while you're there as well. Because it's just a nice thing to do. Yes, I agree. Uh, so it's an awesome magazine to read. Like uh, the guys that were beyond Checker Dome contribute to that. Yep. And uh, it's just something like nice to read as like I like to get the games early, get to my seat, and then just kinda chill out before the game, and then I have that with me. Most I think only one time I was running late and I didn't grab one. I do that, read it, you know, four bucks at the game. If not, you can get a subscription. Look up Brad Lee on Twitter. I don't have it in front of me, but look it up. You can find him for St. Louis game time and get a subscription that gets entered directly to your email and it's like half the cost. So that'd be awesome to do that. Uh, so I'm going to have him on to discuss the St. Louis game time and the blues on hopefully soon reschedule that whole interview that I was supposed to do. Yep. Second order of business. I have, I think I had it out there before where if you want to ask any questions about blues prospects or any kind of upcoming draft questions, um, please send it to our my Twitter at blues hockey NHL. Uh, also, uh, we're gonna our draft expert Mike Morangi is gonna be taking questions. We're gonna he's post on the website. Awesome. Yeah, and, and like I said, he asked me the other day on there, and he's like, "When are you gonna send that?" I'm like, "Yes, when I have time." Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I didn't have time, so maybe today I'm gonna start putting stuff together because I have like about six or seven questions that, that some fans put together. I'm going to put together some more, and then I'll be on our website, blueshockeypodcast.com, as an, I guess, a quote-unquote exclusive. So it's great. And then the last order of business that I'm, like, officially three months behind now on is having uh, a New York Islanders writer, our friend Dominic, on. He runs a, the blues, uh, the, their fan website, uh, Lighthouse Hockey, which is a very nice website. That's We've talked about well before. Well. It's one of those things where we play hockey with them and see them every Thursday. I'm like, hey – I talked to you here, but not on the thing like we're supposed to. And he's like, I know. <laughs> he's like, I get it because he, he he's busy as well. So those are the three. Go score another goal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go score another goal and make us look good. But uh, so yeah, so those are the three business orders of business that will slowly be trickling in. Um, my goal, we'll make a long-term goal by the time playoffs hit. So it gives me about a month, which is fantastic. Yep. So we'll do that. Have those three things up. And then playoff time comes around. Like I said, I'd like to do a tailgate and then meet some people. That'd, That'd be, be nice. Great. That'd be awesome because uh, I'll get to buy my goals. To I'll be down at tailgate anyway because I kind of like. I'm gonna say why. Yeah, so I like to go down there and just hang out. And then uh, what's the bar I can't think of right now that you go? Uh, ah, dang it! So it's a Johnny's. There we go. Go to Johnny's. Go Johnny's. Too large. <laughs> Should have known that was where it was. <laughs> Yep. And the yep. little it was like a it was like a size of like a little black and white TV that I was in there. I was like, Do you got any TVs besides this one? They're like that one that's showing the Mizzou game and I'm like, that's when I watched the blues game. They're like, sorry. I'm like, okay, well I guess we'll watch it on this one. This one, this little <laughs> TV where I'm like squinting my eyes. <laughs> uh, so it's funny. I'm joking, I won't go there again. So anyway. Uh yeah, that's about it. Just kinda of talking now. So I guess uh till next week, let's see if the blues can rebound. They got uh, an upcoming schedule this week. We have a couple home games. Yeah. Let's see. Go back a couple clicks there. And then they're going to start a road trip very, 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 very soon. So this week they got at home, they play the Coyotes. Then they go on the road to Tampa Bay and Florida before coming back next week for a four-game homestand. So be good. And it's it's a 
Tampa Bay is a tough team, but you never know. Coyotes eh, have been the best this year. Florida has yeah. been the best this year. And then you got Dallas. And you got two Eastern Conference games I'm really looking forward to. The 20th and 21st, back-to-back games at home. Boston and Pittsburgh. Those should yeah. be some really good games. I agree. Boston's clinging on to the playoffs now. Yep. And followed by Montreal. Well, So some good games coming up. So Blues fans, go out and support the Blues. And that's about it. So... Yep. We'll talk to you guys next week now. I have my last order of business for the Beyond. No, I can't. Guys. If you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it right. Now You have to mentally envision The Rock making this big comeback. Because they tried to do this last week with us on break. But now that I'm back, I'm going to do it right because I didn't do it at the top of the show. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> mm.